0: hello dave hello Olive. hello hello, hello. Welcome to Babel 101 They
1: thought we were finished
0: oh, I thought we were finished How wrong they were How wrong we are Unless they were. this turns out to be a <laughs> diabolical episode In which case we might be finished We're back We went away, we had Christmas, we had a new year,
1: we had January off, we had summer February off <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to your friendly little environment podcast, all about people and the planet, and why, despite everything being naused and confusing, we can still have a bit of a laugh about it every now and then, in we all. And welcome back, Thank you splendidly haired monkey. What have we got coming up
0: this week then? This week, uh, we are going to be talking about things which are hollow in the middle. Uh, You know tanks, right? What? People sit in and shoot people. No, no. Tanks, what? Fishes. Big fishes kept in. Really big fishes, like orcas. We're going to be talking about some of those tanks, right? Uh, Well, specifically orcas in those tanks, because they're big and cylindrical. Other things that are big and cylindrical include the tusks of elephants. Right. Are they
1: cylindrical? Are they not sort well, of they tusky few, all the
0: way through? Until a point. Uh, <laughs> get rid of the point and then you've got a nice cylinder. We're going to be talking about ivory and how the babble has successfully ended all death to elephants ever in the world, which is good news. And mostly, mostly, Dave, we're going to be talking about very little iddy cylinders of plastic. What you stick in your gob and slurp out your, I don't know, McFlurry with or something. Uh, <laughs> I do no such thing. Uh, straws, plastic straws which are everywhere, everyone's talking about them and they are literally everywhere uh, so that is things which are hollow in the middle and we haven't got very good at practicing our themes yet yes. this season, <laughs> okay? okay, Very good, things that are hollow include all uh, just the <laughs> usual
1: disclaimer before we start this nonsense, we do work for environmental charities but these are very much our own views, so have you got any beef with anything that you see Suck up through this week's straw, yeah. take it up with us and not with anyone for whom we work. Yes?
0: All right, on we go! Anti-in-off of the week. So, Anti-Inhoff of the Week. This is the section where we have a look at the people who have been good, in contrast to an absolute dickwad in the (laughs) US Senate, a senator from America called Jim Inhoff, who's an Inhoff because he thinks that climate change isn't real because there's still snow. And in fairness, over the winter, there has been a lot of snow in America. That's because it's winter. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so we're talking about Anti-Inhoffs in this section, the good guys, and... uh, well this week's good guy is um, God. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty specifically. Yes now what happened
1: was oh, 2000 years ago ish uh, your man Jesus Christ uh, went without food for a bit. 40 days and 40 nights. Coincidentally uh, coincidentally round about now ish uh, if I apparently didn't go spare which is what I would do if I went without food for 40 minutes yeah. not without 40 days Imagine and 40 he nights. he was
0: hungry though.
1: Anyway, so that's Lent. That's what Lent is. Lent is when Christians... Very educational. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Lent me uh, inform you all. Um, And what Lent is, is when Christians who believe in Jesus Christ Almighty, there's a clue in the name, give shit up for 40 (laughs) days and 40 nights. Usually shit like eggs
0: or cheese or Or booze. Booze. I gave it up for, for Lent once. I gave up booze for Lent. Did you? Yeah. How old were you? uh <laughs> it was of boozing age it wasn't as a seven-year-old i gave up booze uh that no, was in my 20s i think yeah anyway um and yeah they normally give up that sort of thing nice indulgences
1: this year though the church of england who are in charge of jesus in this country oh yeah yeah um in england anyway um are basically saying yeah don't give up cake
0: give up plastic very good it's nice isn't it that is good And and, and remarkably i think these things seem to have quite a big influence uh i bumped into a friend the other day who said that she worked for a charity who were talking about like poverty and stuff and they did some research and they were like how do we best dispel the message that like some good stuff needs to happen on poverty and all their research said get the bishops to say so so she was off to meet bishops and Bishop's going to say so. So the, the point is like, the, the Christian community, be that the Catholic community or Church of England or whatever, tends to be quite responsive to, you know. Uh, pontifications for want of a better word well, no, the, from the, on high Well, the, your actual words <laughs> no, not. yeah that's right <laughs> what are encyclicals encyclicals they do in the Catholic Church isn't it that's when the Pope says right this is now what we now think and everyone billions of Christians around the world go great I now think that as we talked
1: about back in episode 20 when we talked about religion do you remember oh no well we did we talked about that when your man come out Mr Pope on high and came out and said uh, go and not nose up the planet Because it's bad for God, and you'll (laughs) go to hell. And that's what your Church of England has said. Go on, not put plastic into the arsehole of a fish, because it's
0: bad for God. Uh, They have sent out a calendar of tips uh, to each of the church's forty-two dioceses, Uh, and apparently that's split into weeks. And there's like a Lent plastic challenge each each week uh, with different theme. Blah blah blah. Blah, blah, All very good. Yes. Um, The point is, it's good. Uh, Well done, the church. plastic is continuing to be a thing that bothers people so that's good Dougal how did you get into the church was it like collect 12 crisp packets and become a priest (laughs) now you know who else it bothers what more than God more than God even more than God her match oh well she's in charge of the church of England so she's even she's more important than God there we are then no no hang on she's, she's more important than the p- church she's the boss of the people who are the boss of Jesus in this country right And yeah. she, so maybe she's got to um, go and not put plastic up the
1: arsehole of a fish then because she watched <laughs> like everyone else go back and listen to episode 99 she watched that their blue planet what had wow. your lovely lovely non nonagerian David Attenborough who himself basically is God on it and he was all like don't put plastic up the arsehole of a fish bad and everyone one went oh yeah and i've thought about that before that's good that david Attenborough's told me about that so i'll take that plastic out of that arsehole of that fish and a, a queenness the queen mm. agrees uh, and she's 91 as well it says here um, and i misread this uh, headline in the telegraph as the queen declares war on david attenborough because i'm a bit tired <laughs> um, but actually the queen declares <laughs> war on plastic after david attenborough documentary is what it says
0: right okay very good. Well, well done, the Queen. Yes, they're banning uh, straws, I think, and plastic bottles from the royal households. All food is going to have to be served on uh, biodegradable packaging. I don't know why they can't just use all of the, like, exquisite China that they, like, nicked from every other country in the world or something. Plates, like everyone else uses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's all very serious, and the Prince of Wales went and spoke about something. <laughs> Prince of Wales went and gave a speech about how awful plastics was, and and everyone immediately in journalist world went yeah so you know dutchy originals or duchy originals that that massive posh biscuits firm that you run out of waitrose you know how like every biscuit is individually wrapped in about two th- centimeters thick of plastic what are you gonna do about that and he was like bleh, 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 plastic's bad want to be king no 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 <laughs> harry what is this uh, how No, it isn't. It's a carbuncle. It's an eyesore,
1: an abomination, a monstrous war. And, you know, so, okay, these are like, you know, august institutions, be they Irmaj or your Jesus Christ in England, uh, saying go and not do a thing. But an even more impressive thing happened, didn't it, Oll, when we were
0: away? A whole country said it was going to ban plastic (laughs) by 2023. That's right. Fresh from knocking England out of the World Cup. Iceland (laughs) has said it's going to ban. Oh. Now, Iceland's supermarket chain... Bigger, uh, better, isn't it? Probably better, probably got a bigger GDP than Iceland, I don't know. This is genuinely excellent, I think. Uh, So, you will have noticed that lots of other supermarket chains have been making mealy mouth announcements about phasing out such and such from their product lines by 2070,004, and maybe one day, considering having a biodegradable kind of plastic outer to their plastic covering of the plastic forks that they sell and all of this sort of nothingness iceland on the other hand have gone in five years time none of our own brand products are gonna have plastic in them
1: so what are iceland own brand products then because don't they just make stuff in the freezer in a box like
0: yeah but pizzas and like fish pie. Uh, well, I saw it on the one show the other night, they were interviewing the boss of Iceland who was like, you know, he picked up some burgers from the um, freezer. I mean, it's all freezer, I suppose. Uh, and the he's burgers... These
1: <laughs> is bad burgers. We will take them out. It's
0: <laughs> <Is that laughs> what good? he sounds like? Yeah, he sounds <laughs> just <like laughs> that. Uh, and they unwrapped the burgers and there were plastic around the burgers and stuff. So all of this stuff, it's going to go... I presume if you've like, if you got a bag of peas, that's plastic, isn't it? You know? Yeah,
1: no, and he says, you know, your man, uh, Nigel Broadhurst, is the man who you have in mind, uh, who says that... Uh, it's not actually. I thought his name was James. Uh, oh, well, this is why. Anyway, a guy... Nigel Broadhurst who is the joint managing director who says that black plastic in particular is evil which it is it's terrible very hard to get rid of your black plastic lots of councils won't take your black plastic if you bung it in uh with your white plastic won't why take is it why uh, because according to Nigel Broadhurst it is the worst possible option in terms of toxins going into the ground it's basically like it's not pure plastic it's got all sorts of stuff in it to make it black and like harder and I don't know Great. (laughs) Anyway, it's good. And, uh, yeah, so if they can do it, like, 2023. You remember when we were talking back in episode 95, I think it was, about uh, the ban on diesel and petrol cars by the year 2040 that the Mm. government's going to bring in. And we were like, do us a bloody favour. Arabella will be 120 by then. And all cars will be replaced by robots with guns, right? So, like, uh, 2023 is now. I mean, that's basically now. That's, like, to all intents and purposes...
0: Now, well, 2023 is sooner in the future than the London Olympics was in the past, right? Right, so it's soon, right? And also, uh, well, yes, the 2040 and comparison with cars is a good one, but uh, Theresa May, you'll have noticed, announced a 25 year environment plan the other day and said by 2042 uh, the UK will ban all avoidable plastic waste. So in 25 years time we'll stop doing a thing which by very definition we shouldn't be doing anyway because it's avoidable. Whereas Iceland is like yeah in 5 years time no plastic. (laughs)
1: Now, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the UK's rather frothy, unambitious babble there all. Mm. Uh because there's been a lot of babble about, and I want to talk about
0: straws for a I bit. I thought you were going to say mention the UK's frothy, unambitious Prime Minister, but uh, then I wasn't sure what you meant by frothy.
1: I want to talk about straws, shut up and listen for a minute actually don't shut up and listen, I need you to do some bloody work now then, straws, everyone is, this is a thing that has been the, the new thing that has come along while we've been off, is straws, right straws, 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 big long things, what you put in your mouth and you suck water up the end of, like uh, Coca-Cola or Perrier or bath water or whatever, right? There's been a big war on straws, so the last few months have seen, uh, in no particular order, in fact, maybe some of these are a bit longer ago, Weatherspoons, pub chain and uh, Pizza Express, pizza chain and Wagamama's, japanese chain uh, all saying banning straws banning plastic straws anyway um and instead replacing them if people want the straw at all with little flimsy ones made out of paper which don't work very well yes um yes which we can maybe come to in a minute <laughs> um but it's one of them like it is the thing upon which people have seized which is the visible obvious silly thing that ends up and there was a picture one there of like some guppy with a Straw up its blowhole or something. I forget what it was. I think it
0: was a turtle with one sticking right out of its face. Yeah. Oh,
1: bad. Yeah. Not a guppy then. Um, and, it, and people have got. But it I mean, they do. That. They
0: do get in all sorts, don't they? That's the yeah, that's the point. Um,
1: but there's a lot of babble around. This is the point I want to make. So uh, we'll talk about straws in a minute, but I did just want to alert you to uh, a couple of examples of what I want to talk about, where I think this issue attracts an unfeasible amount of babble. Are you ready for that? Oh.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Wind up the
0: babble. It's been a long time. Too long. Um, so, uh, hello, Arabella. Firstly, did you have a nice new year? I had a lovely new year because Uncle Ollie... We stole her Christmas present. And played with it when drunk.
1: You stole Arabella's Christmas present?
0: What was it? Well, it was a really good Christmas present that was wasted on an eight-year-old. What was it? It was cool. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a little gun (laughs) that that fires little foam discs. Oh. um, Very fast, but at an unpredictable Angle, um, and you're trying to shoot down little cardboard figures of dinosaurs or monsters or something, and you put them sitting up on the little bit of plastic at the end of your table, and you shoot them off. What's
1: that all made out of? Then disposable, biodegradable cheese? Yeah,
0: cheese it's all made out of cheese. Hypocrites. Yeah.
1: Right, so, um, first thing I want... So, I want you to read out, please, Arabella, if you could be so kind, uh, the words of a guy called Scott Collins. Scott Collins is the co-founder of a thing called Meat Liquor.
0: <laughs> why are you shouting?
1: Because... <laughs> why are you shouting?
0: Because that's horrible and terrifying, and you will have immediately deafened our few remaining listeners. Because that's how it's spelt. It's spelt capital M, capital E, capital A,
1: capital T, liquor, as in L-I-Q-U-O-R, not liquor of meat. So that's to be pronounced meat liquor. Well, the L is capital as well, so can you do a very loud L? Meat liquor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and he uh, they've banned straws. Um, Which is great So if you go to meat liquor You get Ah. your straws Meat liquor You you get your straws banned (laughs) Um, But uh, he then said why And why is this
0: You have to be responsible I have a child And you have to think of the future And your environmental footprint I would urge all other restaurants To do what we do It has been
1: really easy to do And as well as being the right thing to do It has saved us money
0: well, I mean, I don't disagree with any of that. All of those things are true. They are true statements. You have to think of the future role and your yep.
1: environmental footprint.
0: And yep. he has a child and you have a child. Yep. And it's terrifying. And that's all, you know, very good. What, uh, what business is meat Look, Iker in? Meat eat <laughs> and looking. What What does it do? Does it, is it a restaurant? Or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You go there and you get Meat for men on a slam <laughs>
1: uh, and you get liquor
0: so I mean I, I would tentatively suggest then that they haven't considered the entirety of their environmental impact if their own and indeed sole product is meat 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 <laughs> Um, so good. Good that they're not doing straws anymore. That's excellent. Don't take this as a somehow suggesting you should start doing straws again. But if you're that worried about your kid and the future and being responsible, maybe don't make your living selling meat. Yes. Um, And indeed,
1: the very fact that, as you say, Scott Collins, it has been really easy to do. You know why that is? Because straws are not important to your business, but
0: meat is. (laughs) No one eats a a steak via a straw. Well, only very, very silly people try to do that. Yes, I I suggest he can probably take this hit to his business without, you know, without suffering the consequences too much. I want something fresh. Um, so, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a minute, Al. But the other thing I wanted That's to That's about mention- the fourth thing that you said you're going to talk to me later about. Well, are you going to talk to me about any of these things now? No, later. <laughs> right. Shut up and listen. The other thing I wanted to mention
1: was this, which is from your uh, aforementioned UK government. Now, the UK government, they got rumbled by the wonderful guys at Greenpeace Unearthed, who are an investigations unit, who basically poke around in things and lift up the flaps and see what's oh. mouldy. Yes, well, quite. Um, and one of the things they found was that in Europe, which, of course, we are still in, at the, just about by the skin of our teeth, um, Europe is trying to do more about cutting its plastic waste. It is trying to set a target of 65% recycling by 2035 in Europe, right? Yeah, UK, UK recycling is sort of 40 45%, something like that at the moment. So it's like... God, is that all? Yeah, it's not all. It's kind of been flat for... In fact, it's actually gone backwards in uh, recent years, particularly in England and Wales, actually. Fair dues to your Hebrideans,
0: but yeah. So this isn't just plastic. This is everything that goes in the bin. They want 65% of it to be recycled.
1: By 2035, which as previously discussed is not exactly tomorrow but it's still a target, right? Um, And the UK, which, let us not forget, is still in Europe, but not for long, Mm. right? Unless, and this is not beyond the realms of possibility, it is so badly screwed up by aforementioned government that we just don't leave, but you know, whatever. Um, eh? uh,
0: The UK government goes,
1: ah no, we're not supporting that. We're scuppering it. You can't do that. Which we're still able to do, because we're still in Europe.
0: Yeah. So, as a member of the club that gets to decide on rules, like, they're going and saying, uh, no, 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 we don't want to be part of that and we don't think anyone else should either. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, And are they saying that publicly and loudly and proudly? No. Cowards. What they are saying publicly is this. When we leave the EU, we will have the opportunity to strengthen and enhance our environmental standards even further by delivering a green Brexit. We had the opportunity to do that for the last 40 years that we've been in the EU. Yeah, there's nothing like- about being in the EU that means you can't strengthen your, your green standards. Like, for God's sake. And, and we had the opportunity to do that when we
1: just voted against the EU increasing its recycling targets. Yes. Like, like you know, that, that would be enhancing environmental standards because that would become our law for a little bit and then that would be our law. So, like...
0: Such shit. No- nothing <laughs> so- annoys
1: me about Brexit more than this, right? It's like whatever the government does, anything at all, and people say, well, hang on a minute, you're not doing X. They'll go, it's alright, cause Brexit and that'll be green, right? Anything yeah. at all. Air pollution, right? Air pollution. Oh wait, government, you're not meeting those European targets on air pollution. It's alright. It's alright. When we leave the EU, we're gonna have a green Brexit. I think the people in this country have had enough
0: of experts. Ah!
1: Uh straws. Yes. I agree. They don't matter. Oh. Do what? they? They're just tiny little edie bits of plastic. They are literal drops in the ocean. Why is everyone going straws? Why is your man from meat, look, ica, and all <laughs> those other people going, hey, look, we've done our green stuff, leave us alone. Waste of
0: time. Yes? Not waste of time, we make billions of them each year and they go into the turtles' noses and ruin their lives, kill them. Yeah, but OK, fine, not waste of time, but teeny tiny little drop in the ocean, yes? Well, I'd imagine all of the other uses of single-use plastic add up to more than what is used by straws, yes, if that's what you mean. Uh, symbol, isn't it? Symbolic. It's, it's, a, it's a symptom of the needless, pointless, throwaway... Plastic crap that we've all got far too used to without questioning, and people are like, Yeah, we're going to stop doing that sort of stuff. So it's a symbol, it's a totem. The literal, a little, the small, plastic, flappy totem. Yeah. Yeah, but symbol schmimbles, because we need to
1: actually save the ugly fish, and we're not saving it because we're all, we're, we're talking about. Iceland are saving it. Well, Iceland are saving it, but we, I, we've moved on from them now. We're now talking about straws. Right. So I, I want to talk about straws. Like, why, like, I. Uh, I get really torn in two directions about it. So everyone finds these little things. So it's like coffee cups and then it's straws and then it's, I don't know, what's it going to be tomorrow, forks or something or like yeah. things like that. Right. And they become these kind of cause cool celebrities and everyone's sort of like, uh, do you know what cause celebrities? Yes, I do. Yes, fine. thank you. Um, and everyone, don't look at me like that. <laughs> and Everyone kind of goes, yeah, look, we're doing our bit. Now leave us alone. Right. Now there is one school of thought, which is a school of thought that I, uh, don't know if I believe in, that says, yeah, but, you know, it's getting people to think about stuff and getting people to think about stuff is good and you can't do the big stuff unless people think about the small stuff and the big stuff is, like, all the plastics and not only that, but all the climate change and all the uh, chopping monkeys into bits and all that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> um, but then there's another school of thought goes, yeah, but people are just going to go job done. People are going to, like, worry about the small visible. Your man, like, your Scott Collins, goes, well, that was really easy to do. We've done that. Like, what's happening to Scott Collins's meat, <laughs> like who's doing anything about that? Where's the, Where's the pressure on Scott Collins to do anything about meat demand well, for which is responsible for will be responsible pretty soon for sixty percent of all global greenhouse gas emissions?
0: Where's Oh, look at the you with your numbers, in the your numbers in your in your reading. Right, there yeah. you are. I'll Set you several questions. Answer them immediately. Right, one of your short questions covering fourteen different topics Indeed. asked over the course of a three and a half week seminar.
1: Well, I told you I was going to talk about this to all you later to it about you with it.
0: Yes, perfect. So I'm doing that now. So yes, I'll shut it. up, go away uh so i don't know how everybody will react uh whether they will as you say go hmm straws that's good that we've got rid of those i wonder what else is pointless and um damaging the turtles or whether they'll go oh good straws were bad were they well they've gone now so everything's fine probably people will fall into those two different camps in some proportion and i don't really care what it is the most important thing is what big companies do isn't it like it People wouldn't use straws if we didn't make them by the billion. Yeah, it's true. like
1: you, hey, you that's true. We don't use zargons, do we?
0: What's a zargon?
1: Exactly, it doesn't exist. We don't use it.
0: Right, but well, there you go. So very few people, I think, and this is conducted. This is this is born of the the fruit of absolutely no research. But very few people, I think, go into restaurants and say, "Give me a f- straw, you." F-. They just have, you and know, they go into a restaurant and say, can I have an orange juice, please? And someone gives them an orange juice with a straw in it. And, and half the time they take that straw out immediately exactly. and put it onto the counter in a puddle of orange juice. Exactly. So don't go hating on people as you're so want, want to do. Uh, the, the <laughs> I love people. <laughs> the point is you're that, a people. The companies, exactly. Companies just make all of this stuff and need to stop making all of this stuff. And, you know, there's going to need to be concerted campaigning from pressure groups from the government from david attenborough and everyone uh to say to companies right it's good that you stop making straws but now stop making black plastic trays uh stop making stupid bags to put things that don't need to go in bags stop wrapping fruit with hard shells in bits of plastic like that's all going to need to continue to happen but i think it's wrong to just say this is going to be fixed uh based on whether or not consumers people you know care about straws and and what next it's it's just got to be bigger than that thing is though is this right which is there is still a
1: colossal gulf is there not all between one end of the spectrum has getting rid of a straw other end of the spectrum has actually doing something inconvenient but it's just the the, the gulf yes. between those is colossal. Like, in example number two, Spectrum End that is inconvenient. Scott Collins may not have to sell so much meat to all them people, right? Or, like, people might have to just buy less shit or stuff like that, right? Or instead of, like, debating whether or not we wrap up a coconut in plastic and ship it around the world, we might go, maybe we just better not ship it around the world.
0: Yes. Yes? Uh, yes, I agree. I think the point you're trying to make here is... Yes. <laughs> if you could help me out that okay up. is that um there are vast structural problems that are inherent in the world economy that are sending us down the swanee like making too much stuff and shipping it too far around the world and consuming it too quickly and throwing it out too readily all of that sort of stuff reasons to be cheerful Oh, reasons to be cheerful. This is the fairly self-explanatory section uh, where we look on the bright side. And in addition to being generally delirious with joy about the fact that we are back, there are other good things going on, aren't there, Dave? Uh, yes. <coughs> Ooh. <coughs> yes,
1: listen, we weren't here last week <coughs> because of that, right? So this is why we've come back later <coughs> than expected. Are you better? Uh, yes. Ah. May I? Mm. Right. Good. Well, uh, talking about Bob Fleming suddenly. Talking about large coffins. You know what would need to be put in a large coffin? (sighs) Very good. Uh, (laughs) Go on. An orca, which is a type of fish.
0: It's a fish. Fish. Is it a fish? It's not.
1: It's not. You sure it's not a mammal? Yes. How sure are you about that? I think it is a mammal. I think a shark is a fish. Oh, bollocks, yeah. No, orcas are mammals. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. It's a mammal. A very big one, black and white, uh, free willie,
0: Blackfish. Blackfish.
1: Yeah. Um, and there, you, you almost certainly heard this on the news, and you don't need us to actually break the news to you, that in America uh, they made one of these poor things talk. Listen to this.
0: Hello? <coughs> Hello? <coughs> one, two. I thought you said this was reasons
1: to be cheerful. We're talking fish. I maintain that if you are the, the single one thing, if you said to me, you've got a billion pounds and what you're going to do to save the planet, I would genuinely spoof the world into thinking that animals could talk. That's what I would do. If we could do that, people would overnight stop treating animals like poo. And that would mean they'd have to stop treating the places the animals live like poo. And then we'd save the planet. I'm serious.
0: It is an interesting experiment. I'd, I'd imagine we're not that far away from some clever scientists or some robots working out what it is animals are thinking and turning that into a like, in human language. What's Rodney thinking? Rod, I'll tell you exactly what Rodney's thinking. Here is a genuine recording, recording of Rodney's thoughts. Quite hungry. Might have a sleep for six hours. Then I'll probably have some food. Wonder what's a tea? Probably the same as every other day. Oh well, I'm quite hungry.
1: <laughs> All right, yes, point made, point made. Um anyway. Uh, so it is a reason to be cheerful, isn't it? Talking fish. There we are. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Should we well, move
0: on? Idiots are happy. It's not a reason to be cheerful, is it? It's a it's desperately, desperately sad. These things. I think a friend of ours said that they they they'd swim a hundred kilometres a day. Well, this is our lovely friend, uh, shimmery starfish, who we shall
1: post. Uh, she she wrote this wonderful thing on Facebook, which is an open thing, so we'll share it on our Facebook post, and you can oh, see you can see what she said. But yeah, she just um, she said she begins her post by saying this news about orcas gets total side eye from me, right? <laughs> and then this very eloquent thing about why it's not news. And it's not news because, frankly, the evidence for orcas is mimicry. It's not actually speaking and like that's a thing that orcas do it's a thing loads of animals do it's a thing that cockatoos mm. do and like you know loads of animals do it and dolphins and all that sort of stuff not news um it may sort of sound like it's news but it's not and they've you know talking and things have happened before but the, the basic point was these are amazing creatures that do amazing things far beyond the stuff that we could possibly comprehend. Like, they have social ways of, of, of being social with each other that we don't remotely understand. They have 62 different types of way that they speak to each other. They have a language. All so, like,
0: 62 way. different sort of codes. Codes, yeah. yeah. Codes. Yeah. Yeah. So not 62 sounds. different sounds. It's like yes, just, codes. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, more to the point, you know, they this, keeping these things in tanks... If we accept, even if like they can talk, but if you accept all the stuff they can do, it just makes it more barbaric, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Well isn't the evidence, again I think this is what our lovely friend said uh, isn't the evidence that they kind of don't know how to bring up their young and, or it, when they're kept in captivity because this is a thing that the pod teaches them it is, you know, it's it, in many ways I suppose like humans, you know you would probably struggle to bring up a child if you were totally isolated from your entire family structure and community, um, you know, literally living on your own with no frame of reference and that's what happens to uh, all is in captivity uh, come on it's 2018 like we've known this is bad for a long time Free Willy was what 1992 or something like that probably before then, terrifyingly. But we've known that keeping these magnificent, intelligent beasts in a tiny little concrete swimming pool is a terrible idea for them. But people are always like, oh, yeah, but it's fun for the kids in, you know, it's fun for the bloated children in uh, SeaWorld or whatever it's called. So we'll just carry on.
1: That, by the way, is the answer to what it is that needs a straw pre-inserted into them. (laughs) It's people that pay all that money to go to them animal prisons. They can have a straw put right up there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: so this time it's a real reason to be cheerful we're not gonna trick you with one of them dead orca ones this is dead elephants um right but fewer fewer dead elephants Yeah. So the news is that as of the 31st of December 2017, which was. Fingers on the pulse, babble listeners. Last year. Yeah, we are bang up to date. Only six weeks ago. uh, All registered ivory carving facilities, ivory wholesalers, and ivory retailers in China closed. Shut. Yeah. What? So, like, gone? Gone. Done. Can't sell their stuff anymore. Can't carve their stuff anymore. Can't do it. So
1: that is the end of the ivory market in
0: China? Certainly the legal one, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a, you know, an underground one, but... well, Yeah. So you would expect that sort of announcement to be, like... Oh, on the 31st of December, we announced that uh, over the next 15 years, we will gradually phase out the planned implementation of blah, 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 blah. No, because it's China. They went close. Hello. Stop. Yeah, I was reading about what China's been up to with its like high emitting steel plant
1: things. Where, like Other countries in the world have kind of got these, you know, we talked about this in episode 15, we talked about steel. Other countries in the world have got like big, horrible steel plants and that's mm. a problem for emissions and they're going oh you know maybe we'll bring in a carbon tax or something like that china's going wait where's the manager come on come out here come out here turn it off <laughs>
0: turn it off no but <laughs> but mr government <laughs> said this is a vast steel manufacturing facility employing loads of people and making steel for like all the world turn it off
1: <laughs> that's what they're doing basically, and uh, it does get turned off. Yeah, better does.
0: And that's what they're doing with ivory. Yeah, it's very good. The uh, the press release I'm reading, which is on Humane Society International, uh, points out that other countries around the world still have a uh, an ivory market, including one you may have heard of called the UK. Although we have banned it, to be fair. Yes, I mean it is pretty much. We have talked
1: about this back in episode something or other about like the government actually banning this stuff. Mm. 82 episode 82. Here we are. So
0: when are we actually banning it? When's it like done? When? Don't know. Right. (laughs) Good. Help us, we are thick.
1: Yes, we are thick, Ol, and we've got a new section to prove it.
0: Uh, so very briefly, Shantaygaard... Do we take need our- a new section to prove this? <laughs> what about the last 100 episodes? <laughs> no, no, no. There are some ways that we're more thick than other ways, and it needs a ah. special
1: section to carve it out. So one of the things that happens to us here at uh, Sustainable, that's this here podcast, is we get emailed from our lovely listeners quite often, and our lovely listeners mistake us for people who know things.
0: And they say things <laughs> to us... Poor
1: naive little lambs that I they know. are. They say things to us like... I'm really worried about thing X in my life is destroying the planet. How do I stop doing that? Right? Mm. And we normally reply saying,
0: <sighs> "Tricky, isn't it?" Wikipedia,
1: yeah, quite. And we got an email the other day from a lovely guy called Dave Donnelly, who's a listener, and he says nice stuff about the podcast. We always like hearing that. And then he talks about music. He uh, he's in the music business and he like makes music, and he wanted to know what the least environmentally damaging way was to make and share. Music with people. Like, you know, is it better to have CDs or downloads
0: or streaming or all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think he's saying, well, you know, vinyls seem to use a lot of oil. Did you know that vinyls got thinner during the oil crisis in the 70s? I did not know that. Yeah, because they... We were running out of oil. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's um, fossil fuel, seems quite heavy, heavy to transport, probably bad. Uh, CDs, kind of similar problem, but But yes, yes, yes. well, the, well, the
1: point is, the point is, we don't really
0: know because it's complicated. Yeah, but you sent him in a reply pretending that you knew, didn't you? Yes, because I was drunk. So I'm sorry about that, Dave.
1: <laughs> I don't know really. But what we thought is, wouldn't it be nice if our lovely listeners knew? So in this section, we open up the questions that we have been sent from our listeners. In this case, what is the most sustainable way to make and distribute music? to our listeners. So email us at hello at sustainababble.fish or find us on Facebook or tweet at us at The Babble Wagon if you've got an idea. And uh, if any of it's any use, we'll read out the best bits and help Dave. And if you've got a question that you would like us, because we are thick to be dealt with, bung that in as well. Great.
0: So that's just about it for another episode of Babble 101 in the can. Extraordinary. We're still going. So who
1: would Adam and Eve it? So look, we've got some thank yous. Thank you as always to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music that starts and ends and intertwinkles this podcast. And to Arthur Stubble for the uh, logo which so splendidly adorns all our stuff. And oh, yes, thank you to all of the people who have been going to our crowdfunding page and giving us ah. money. It's extremely... We are overbold by your generosity. <laughs> um, we uh, Thank you very much. So, if, look, we, we do this for the love of it. We would like to carry on doing it for the love of it, but stuff costs money. We've yes. got to pay for people in server farms and all that planet-destroying planet electricity to power the Babble's website and yep. getting around to interview people, all that sort of stuff. So we've got crowdfunder at p a t r e o n slash sustainababble where you can dole us out a bit of cash. Thank you so much to people who have already. We love you very much indeed.
0: Yes, thank you. I think we've tried to say thank you on email to people who we know about but there'll be some we've missed so just thank you, thank you, thank you. It's very kind. Thank you also to Arabella who uh, read out the Babble magnificently and is still going despite this having been her job for three years and I still haven't paid her a penny. So, uh, and she's not getting her hands on that Patreon until that much of free. Thank you, Dave, for babbling magnificently, and thank you thank you to the people who came to the Babble Party day. I was amazed absolutely (laughs)
1: amazed people turned up. We had a sustainable Babble of party and people came and we liked it so much
0: we're going to do it another 100 episodes and all so. No I think we might do it sooner than that. I think we may do it at the end of this year as well or maybe even a summer one where we don't have to huddle in a stinky London pub. It was great. Thank you so much for coming. You know who you are. We were shocked and delighted that anybody actually turned up and we a lovely time and it was really really nice to meet human beings who for some reason though not only done to them give up an hour or so every now and then to listen to us whispering uh it was lovely thanks so much
1: right wonderful that's it we are done i am off uh can i have another seven weeks until we do another one of these please no back to babble back to babble we should be back next week until then fare thee well all and don't suck up more than you can chew bye bye